2: Hello, hello friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. I'm your host, Sif, and I'm the founder of Icing and Glitter, which is a blog, Instagram page, and YouTube channel. So you may or may not know this, but the Sephora Spring Sale is currently underway, which means 15 to 20% off all your beauty purchases depending on your Sephora membership tier. Considering this, I figured there was no better time to post an episode with the podcasting world's biggest beauty experts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins, otherwise known as the duo behind Breaking Beauty podcasts. Before I introduce you to these two fabulous ladies, I wanted to remind you to leave the podcast a review if you find it brings you value. As a thank you, I'm sending everyone a goodie bag with a few of my favorite beauty products. Yes, everyone. Just send me a screenshot of your subscription and review to my email, sifat.h91 at gmail.com, and I'll send it right to your door. Right, so back to our guests for today. You may know Jill and Carlene from their podcast, Breaking Beauty, where they tell founder stories from the biggest beauty brands. Guys, they have spoken to everyone from Emily Weiss, the founder of Glossier, to Tata Harper. So they know a thing or two about beauty products, ingredients, and beauty brands to watch. Today's episode is heavily focused on skincare, and you're going to hear about everything from beauty trends to watch, to under $50 products everyone needs, and everything in between. This was one of my favorite episodes to date, and I'm sure you guys are going to love it. So with that, let's welcome Jill and Carlene to the Dream Bigger podcast. <laughs> so um, to start with, I was going to ask both of you, if you were stranded on a desert island, what are the three skincare products you'd take with you? Ooh, Carlene, <laughs> go for it.
1: Oh my gosh. Well. My ride or die is uh, Clay Depose Daily Moisturizer with SPF. Mm-hmm. So, the official name, which I wrote down because I'm terrible with proper names, yeah. is Clay Depot Protective Fortifying Emulsion SPF 22. Mm-hmm. So, it's made in Japan, and I really think that they like knock it out of the park when it comes to daily moisturizers with SPF, mm-hmm. because most people don't want to wear them because it just goes on chalky or it messes with their makeup. Yeah. And this is the one that I always say that all the brands should go and take to a chemist and reverse engineer because it's so good. And you just won't feel that way where you're like, I don't want to put it on. I don't want to put, um, you know, I don't want to put my makeup on over it. It's just so it just feels amazing on your skin. Mm -hmm. And even though it says it's only SPF 22, I have it on an authority that it's probably much more than that. That's just all that they can claim according Mm -hmm. to like health Canada. Yeah. Um, so I do personally think it's enough for like every day. Although if I was on a desert Island, I'd probably like crank that way up to an SPF (laughs) 50. Um, in which case I like, um, Vichy and La Roche-Posay. I like their sunscreens. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're quite, the texture is quite nice on those as well. Um, in terms of a face wash, I would say, I mean, I've always been a fan of fresh soy face cleanser. So good. It's just, a you classic. know, it's it's a complete classic. Um, you know, there's nothing to not like about it. Mm-hmm. And um, although recently I tried Drunk Elephant's new sleigh um, cleansing butter. Yeah and I'm kind of addicted to that right now
2: I'm obsessed with drunk elephant yeah wearing their sunscreen and I just I can't get enough yeah yeah
1: yeah it's quite good too um the this particular cleanser is so it's like if you've ever used a cleansing balm it's like that where just the texture of it you you're like do I eat it do I cook with it it's so (laughs) just like it feels like that the inside of a butter tart that's what it feels like but um, but what I like about this particular one is when you rinse it off, you're not left with an oily film, mm-hmm. which I think can happen from a lot of cleansing bombs. So yeah. it it has the oil in it that takes off a lot of your eye makeup, but it doesn't leave you with a greasy feel, okay. which I think a lot of people turns a lot of people off of uh, cleansing bombs or butters. So. Uh-huh. That's probably my top three. And then I, you know, I, I wear lip balm a lot. So Lips is my favorite. Lano Lips. I love the 101 treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes out of Australia and it uses lanolin. Mm-hmm. But lanolin's had a, a bad rap for quite a long time because earlier forms of lanolin would get contaminate, contaminated, basically, because mm-hmm. they were so natural. But right. if you, like, if you treat Contaminated them, with what? Like bacteria and oh, stuff I from see. the yeah. actual um sheep that they're got like, it. it's made from the um oils on a sheep's skin they don't okay. hurt the sheep but mm-hmm. it's from like when you shear the sheep right um it's like the residue that's left behind
2: interesting that's okay. what
1: lanolin is made out of so it's like very well what you know what the brand would say or people who are fans of lanolin is like it's very akin to human skin so mm-hmm. that's why it it um it blends so well together. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of women use lanolin or forms of lanolin as like nipple cream if mm-hmm. they're breastfeeding or whatnot. I um, this bum double as a nipple cream, I wonder. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And like, obviously you're like feeding your baby on your nipple, yeah. but for a while, lanolin had a bad rap because yeah. it wasn't being processed properly. So mm-hmm. the way that Lanolips does it, it's like, apparently it's better than even clinical lanolin like clinical grade lanolin. So it's like super filtered and it doesn't have any chance of having bacteria or just like little parts from like a farm that are in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's just a cult product. I love the Lano One Hundred One ointment. So good.
2: You've sold me on three products already. I think I'm going shopping after. <laughs> favorites. Jill, your time. Oh, turn.
1: hi everybody. Um.
0: Okay. So my top three are number one, the Bite Beauty Agave Lip Mask. So I think.
2: good. It's the cult
0: favorite. So good. I know. I I am so pale. I am going to be burned to a crisp on an island. <laughs> like I honestly feel like don't even bother bringing SPF. Like I'll just try to find a tree to hide under and not come out until nighttime. <laughs> But, but if you one put is... Lano
1: lips up against Bite Beauty agave, which one would you choose? Bite Beauty all the way. Oh my god, I'm, I'm Team Lam- Lano. I mm. gotta, I gotta
2: try the Lano one to mm-hmm. like figure out which okay. one I like better Listeners, because I do love the Bite Beauty. Try candy.
1: them both, and mm. you tell us who's gonna win. Ding ding ding. I was That's getting kind true. of grossed Ooh, got out by, me there, got me by there. the <laughs> sheep situation. Yes, exactly. I wouldn't put it on my nipples. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and I also love the uh. Whenever I'm hot and sweaty, the first thing I want to do is wash my face. So Mm -hmm. Dermalogica, special cleansing gel, ride or die in my shower. I have the industrial size in my shower right now. So I would get like a vat of that Mm -hmm. and bring it.
1: And then probably mm, a third one is a little bit challenging oh I know I can tell what? you just how well we know each other <laughs> you were just saying the other uh, the other day the glam glow super mud Mask. yeah
0: but then uh, but my the only challenge with that on a desert island is it has a lot of acids in it so I would get burned more so I'm just trying to think of <laughs> how I true. would not get burned okay but I think um,
1: I think it's sort of like hypothetical yeah maybe
0: it's yeah I know but
2: I, I feel <laughs> She's like, like getting ready to go to a <laughs> desert island I tomorrow. am I am
0: but honestly though desert island item that I really cannot live without I use it every single day I have a like literally 15 of them in a drawer right now is beauty blender
2: yeah I mean it's it's your entire
0: entire face with it so
2: yeah I love I love those three Mm -hmm. amazing okay so let's talk about how both of you ended up in the beauty industry okay Mm. um I think
0: it's probably a little bit more accurate to say that we ended up in the publishing industry. Yes. Yeah, because we're both writers and mm-hmm. editors. And my first love is writing and editing. Um, but my journey has led me to podcasting. So my first job ever was at Elle Canada. I was mm-hmm. their first intern ever. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That tells you how old I am. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I started working there. And all I did wanted to do was write and work in magazines. But they happened to have space in the beauty department. And I just sort of, like really fell in love with like the pace of the beauty Mm -hmm. industry. And like, there was so much to talk about and so many inspiring women in the beauty industry. Um, and so I just sort of started really getting down that path and loved it. And then, um, yeah, kind of worked there for three years, worked at glow magazine for five years. Then I left there, worked in digital for a while. And now I've been freelance for seven years and I do a lot of television now um, and we yeah, started Maryland Dennis show. show and, um, I do regional morning shows all across the country. Um, and then we started this podcast two years ago. So the, I think the very first, or when I say how I got into the industry, I think it was just like timing and luck. Mm-hmm. Um, the year that I wanted to get into publishing three magazines in Toronto launched the same year. Glow launched, Chocolata, or Glow, Lulu, and Al Canada all launched the same year, and I just happened to be at the right place at the right time, and basically landed my dream job right away, because I I was an intern, and then I got hired, and the rest is history.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I like to say that I think it was, like, destiny or fate, really, that got me into publishing and got me into beauty, um, because when I was in high school... I was always good at English and I was a good writer and I had the same English teacher for actually all five years because I was in this enhanced program. But aside from that, I was, I was kind of like a bit of a bad kid, I guess you would say. Like I was (laughs) usually like skipping geography classes and smoking joints under the bleachers and stuff like that. Yeah. So my grades weren't that high, at least for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was off doing that and then I kind of got more serious toward the end but it was a little bit a little too too little too late mm-hmm. so I tried to get into a couple of journalism courses and I just wasn't quite there and it was also at a time where it wasn't this shows you my age mm-hmm. it wasn't that far off from excuse me, the recession. And so I felt really pressure, a lot of pressure to specialize. And I ended up taking environmental studies because I I felt like I needed to get a job at the end. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just take general arts or just take creative writing. I was like, what am I going to do with that? And um, so I ended up graduating with a degree in environmental studies and I took some time off to travel Mm -hmm. and backpack. And when I got back, I was like, I just need to move back to Toronto. I was living in Guelph with my parents at the time. And I, I got, I went on like monster.com or whatever it was called. And I like flooded people's inboxes with my resume. Mm -hmm. And I just literally applied to like everything and anything. And I ended up getting a job at a magazine called Salon Magazine. Mm -hmm. And I, my first title was front desk clerk. (laughs) <laughs> and so I answered the phones and like photocopied stuff and um yeah they it, so it was really just by fluke and I even remember when I got the job she was like oh so you're part of this program where the government covers this much because you're like a student or whatever and I was like no because <laughs> I totally ignored what they said they wanted I was just <laughs> I just flooded everyone so I really kind of felt like you know, fate just delivered me there. But, um, once I started working in publishing it, right away, I was like, this is exactly where I belong. Like I should have, I should have gone for this all along. And I started doing writing and because it was a beauty magazine, it was just like a natural progression. I got, I ended up getting poached by Flare magazine, mm-hmm. RIP. Um, but of course it was one of the top. Yeah fashion magazines in Canada at the time. And um, I just kept working my way up the chain. Mm-hmm. I worked hard and ended up by the time I left, I was fashion and beauty director.
2: Amazing. yeah. So what made you guys pivot from publishing to starting this podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, I think this still is technically publishing, but just a yeah, different just a forum. Different, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, so I've been freelance for seven years. Um, and literally, as Carly mentioned, Flair went out of print in 26, 2017. 17, Yeah, No, 2016. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, literally the day after uh, she had gotten packaged out, we went for lunch and we were just talking about... What do you do as a a writer and an editor when you have a lot of experience, you have a lot of contacts, you have a lot of relationships, you know where all the good stories are, but like, what's the next move? Mm -hmm. And like I would mentioned, I've been doing a lot of different freelance projects, writing, being on TV and all that, but I was a huge podcast advocate and fan and listened to so many. And during that lunch, we discovered, or I discovered Carlene was as well. And we were just like... This is a big white space. This is something where we can really see our skills shining. Mm -hmm. And there was maybe like five podcasts in all of iTunes in Fashion and Beauty at the time. So we just early early adopters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was this yeah, we ended up we had that lunch in twenty at the end of twenty sixteen. So by March twenty seventeen we had launched. And I think the decision was like kind of a quick one. And Mm -hmm. we were just like, we saw the opportunity. We want to put a stake in the ground right away. And pretty much immediately we decided on telling founder stories because we, had the good fortune of knowing a lot of these people Mm -hmm. and interacting with them. And that's what hooks you on a brand is when you meet the founder and you understand their story and where they've come from and how that, how that usually lays the groundwork for their success. So we were like, people are going to love these stories and podcasts just seem like a really natural next move. Right. For us. Is there anything you would
1: add? Um, Not really. I mean, I kind of like, I thought about doing a blog Mm -hmm. when I um, stopped working there and I did start a blog, but it was so saturated, you know? And so that was really an uphill battle just to get noticed. Like Mm -hmm. you obviously have a blog as well. So, you know, it takes a lot of time. Like not only are you writing the story, but you're producing images and you're building on the back end. And, um, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Mm -hmm. And I think because we were kind of, one of the first to get into the space. It was just easier to discover. Mm -hmm. And so we just found we were able to get a lot of traction a lot faster. And um, it wasn't difficult for us to land our interviews because we had worked in the industry for so long. We had made a lot of connections um, with publicists and with brands and you know we had talked to them before and so they were just happy to be on the show and it's kind of and have a new outlet it's been
0: really fun like a lot of the founders it's their first time doing a podcast ever some people are like is this live and whatever and so and it's so that's been exciting to explore as well Mm -hmm. it's It's also their story and their words yeah
2: and I love that you guys give um your audiences that bts look of brands Mm -hmm. because really I think that it's such a it's such a unique perspective and I love learning more about founders I think Mm -hmm. you really understand the heart of the brand yes. from like speaking to founders. Yeah, absolutely. So this leads more. us into the next question really perfectly. So since you guys do speak to a lot of founders, mm-hmm. um do you feel like there's a common thread between like these like beauty industry leaders? Mm-hmm. There's so many. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Carleen. Do you remember a lot of them? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, I definitely think that there's a tenacity. I mm-hmm. mean, you have to have, uh, I just think that it takes a certain type of person to take the kind of risks that are involved to totally. become an entrepreneur. Um, you know, obviously there's money you've got to put on the line. There's a whole lot of time, Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times family and even marriages. Um, and a lot of the founders we've interviewed have gotten really real about that. Actually, Mm -hmm. Barb Stegman, who's a Canadian founder of the perfume line, the seven virtues. Um, she talked about that very honestly and openly and, um, I think that's one of the biggest things. And then there's some fun parallels that we've noticed that we're like taking stock of, you mm-hmm. know, trying to put together like what's this equation? What's going to make us like, you know, the the, <laughs> the million dollar podcast? Um, but just things like a lot of the founders we've talked to are great at cooking and we Ooh. kind of like put we put that down to a lot of them are skincare founders. And so I think that just has to do with formulating Mm -hmm. and having a natural sensibility toward like what would make sense to go with what and what is a necessary ingredient versus a filler, that kind of a thing. And also probably creative. They're creative minded. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be creative in an artistic sense or you can be a creative problem solver. Mm -hmm. You can be a creative innovator. And I think that they truly are. Um, A lot of them are uh, quite interested in horoscopes Mm -hmm. and have um, a natural interest in, I think. How the stars are aligning. Yeah, how Mm -hmm. the stars are aligning. Mm -hmm. Um, Quite a few of them in the beginning. It was kind of eerie. Kept uh referring to the philosopher Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius.
0: We had, like three interviews in a row, they quoted that's like ancient really? philosopher. Yeah, and we were like, "What is happening? You're <laughs> <laughs> <We're laughs> part of
2: some like <laughs> cult, like yeah. beauty cult that we don't know yeah, about yeah. exactly."
1: <laughs> so if you're a budding beauty entrepreneur, go and study Marcus Aurelius, then <laughs> yeah. cook yourself a meal, and then I don't get know. up and at five a.m. Yeah, yeah, and literally get up at five yes. a.m. They all get up at five. 5 Mm a.m. Yeah, that's a big one too. And I think that's just about finding time in the day. Totally. Mm Because a lot of times, like, they're starting off and it's a side hustle. Mm -hmm. So they get into this habit of getting up so early, which we haven't quite taken that step (laughs) yet. No,
2: not yet. Not there yet. <laughs> I, I mean, I do love waking up early, and I think that there is like you do. You find this time, like I this think pocket of time. I think there's, there's some magic. Magic in that. Magic yeah.
0: and mornings.
2: There really yeah. is. A hundred percent. Okay, so moving on. What are three under fifty skincare under dollar fifty skincare, <laughs> skincare products that everyone needs to have? Under fifty bucks. Yes. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, there's so many good ones. um I think one of them that we've talked about before on our show is the Waleda Skin Food. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've tried that one. No, I haven't. So it's an all-natural brand that comes out of Germany Germany. Mm -hmm. and um, it has been around for like a hundred years or something like that. The original skin food, it costs $23, uh, I want to say Canadian, Canadian. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like another one of those all around great ointments that you can put on elbows and knees and cuticles. But mm. um, if you have particularly dry skin, you can use it all over your skin as well. But mm-hmm. I learned first learned about it from the makeup artist, Pat McGrath. Mm. Um, well, you know, it's a good one. If- <laughs> legend. And I was interviewing her backstage and. Um, she would use the Waleda skin food, um, as actually an illuminator that she would use to create like a dewy complexion. So she would do all the makeup and then kind of pat it on the cheeks, um, on top. And like Rihanna is a huge fan. So that one definitely comes up first in my mind
0: yeah um, I think The Ordinary as well obviously huge Canadian mm-hmm, hit mm-hmm. and nothing is more than 20 bucks in The Ordinary mm-hmm. um, I love their vitamin C powder it's actually $5.90 and it comes with a little scooper mm-hmm. And so it's a finely milled powder of L-ascorbic acid which is vitamin C it's purest form in powder and then you can mix a little of the scoop into your daily moisturizer so you get getting this like very potent brightening and um, you can add it to any moisturizer so that's something that I really love if i have any acne scars or anything that just won't won't go away this is like it honestly like stings a little bit because mm-hmm. it is so potent yeah um but for six dollars it's yeah. kind of crazy that yeah, that's, that's I uh, mean it's crazy that that's available on the market yeah, their pricing crazy. is insane it's yeah. it's really it's a it's a huge hit and mm-hmm. then um I love drugstore mascaras. I've been a huge fan of them always. And I always say if you're going to save on one item, that's one. L'Oreal Voluminous in Carbon Black cannot go wrong. Agreed. Also love... CoverGirl Lash Blast, that's a staple for me as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything
0: else? Or we, you were asking about skincare.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the other one to add to that list that we've discovered more recently mm-hmm. is the Inky yes. List. And we just recently dropped an episode I on I just that. listened to it. Yeah. It was great. Um, Yeah. So they are definitely giving Desk uh, the Ordinary a run for their money. They mm-hmm. just launched in the US. I think they're launching, or they just launched online last week. I think they're launching in stores this week. They've been in Canada for mm-hmm. the past few months. Mm-hmm. And, um, the prices are slightly higher than the ordinary, I'm pretty sure, but everything's still under $15. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like a hyaluronic acid that I think it's like 10 bucks or something Mm -hmm. like that. That's Mm -hmm. insane for a hyaluronic acid. Like I can't believe it. You just use it as a serum. Every single person in the world could use a hyaluronic acid. It's, um, it's amazing for hydration. Mm -hmm. Of course it holds a thousand times its weight in water. And it layers really easily so it's not going to mess with your foundation or even your primer or anything like that. And then they have like retinols and you know, the gamut, they run the complete gamut of all those really ingredient focused, just like the ordinary. Um, and something that's on my top shelf
0: always as another cult favorite is the Bioderma Sensibio H2O yeah. Micellar oh, yeah. Cleanser. It's so yeah, great. that's so twenty so great. bucks for mm-hmm. a huge yeah. thing. I use it every day. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's a yeah. classic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, total cult favorite.
2: Honestly, like I'm always telling um, my audience to like put on hyaluronic acid and yeah. I know that it can be expensive like mm-hmm. I recommend the Dr. Barbara Sturm which I know it's like really really up there and yeah. even now L'Oreal's come up with one which yes. I love but even that is $40 mm-hmm. so getting one yeah. for $10 it's insane yeah. do you
1: find that there's a difference like have you tried the the ordinary ones for like, a hyaluronic
2: serum? Yeah, I haven't tried the hyaluronic okay. yet I'm just curious if there's a difference in so like
1: between that and the Barbara Sturm the Barbara
2: Sturm has purslane as well which is also like a really great ingredient for skin Okay. Um I haven't tried so that. So it has I mean. that... Um, Dr. Barbara, you, you really should. I'm very, I mean,
1: very curious. It's been brought up a lot lately. Yeah,
2: I interviewed her for my blog as well. And oh, she's cool. just, I mean, it's, you know, made in Germany. She's just, she's a yeah. scientist, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like I genuinely notice like plumper mm-hmm. s- like more hydrated skin like yeah. every time i use it i wake up in the morning i'm like ooh, like this yeah. feels so soft yeah <laughs> um so yeah it's it's a great product And
0: even if you can get that. a fraction of that feeling with the inky list uh, which is 100%. like six bucks but i think i think uh, people will like this and it keeps selling out yes which tells me that totally I, people are gonna love it you know
2: i i just think that it's better to do something mm-hmm. than nothing like yes. dr barbara Sturm is an aspirational product yes. so mm-hmm. if you can get something from the inky list which is a best seller keeps selling out people love it i mean people should use it yeah. you know yeah. so yeah. Th- these are great recommendations yeah
1: and then there's the Pixie glow tonic which oh is also oh my god also, so good you I've know been obsessed. really affordable mm-hmm. great peel yes. at home peel that you can do um which is super for also clearing up scars yes. and you know, if you have, yeah. If you've got like dark spots or discoloration or whatnot. So
2: guys, these are such good recommendations. (laughs) We could go on and on. Yeah, seriously. These are, these are great. (laughs) Okay. So I love getting really specific about ingredients. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the episodes that I was discussing with you guys, you guys, um, discussed squalene. Mm -hmm. So could you get into exactly what scale squalene, (laughs) what squalene is and why we should be using it? Mm-hmm. So s-
0: there's two different pronunciations. The squalane is something that is found in sharks. sharks? Yes. <laughs> and we don't advocate no, for using so that one. It's Yeah, it's called squalane. Squalane, okay. Yes, a little slightly different pronunciation. So the one that we like to recommend, it's plant-derived. Mm-hmm. And we did a whole episode about this with Biosance. That's their m- main ingredient and in everything that they do. But it really is... Um, a hydrating ingredient, a super moisturizing ingredient, mm-hmm. and actually the ordinary. I'm just looking it up right now. They also have the 100% plant drive squalene as well, and that's mm-hmm. like eight dollars. So it is um, just yeah, meant for hydration. It can even be used 100% of it. Like I have the squalene cleansing oil, and so it can be used in cleansers, it can be used in moisturizers, it can be used in anti aging products. Mm-hmm. It's really um, that hydrating ingredient that's kind of the base for a lot of. Um, mm-hmm skincare formulas. Mm -hmm. And
1: like hyaluronic acid, it's found naturally in our bodies. And and Mm -hmm. so I think it it has that affinity as well. And, you know, you can get it plant-based, which is what we talked about with Mm -hmm. Biosance. And so it's just great for, um, plumping and also, um, fighting free radicals as well.
0: Yeah. And I like that. It's also, um, Uh, it's not greasy at all so Mm -hmm. some people see that it's an oil Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't sit on your face Mm -hmm. which is an important distinction as well I think
2: very interesting um can it replace hyaluronic acid or can it be used in conjunction I think it's more of a complementary product I think
0: of um hyaluronic acid as like plumping and mm-hmm. squalane more as like barrier enhancing right so it's like enhance- because it has that natural affinity for the skin it's like helping you ward off aggressors and environmental damage and all of that it has I think more of an antioxidant property mm-hmm. than hyaluronic acid would got does it does that make sense yeah totally would you add to that?
1: I mean, yeah, like I'm not one, I don't like having like 12 different steps. So Mm -hmm. for me, I would probably use one or the other, but I think that just, that's just personal preference.
2: Mm -hmm. I definitely want to try the Biosense one. Like since your episode, it's been on my list of like things to buy and now the Sephora sale is coming up. So (laughs) I'm I'm getting there. Add to the list for sure. (laughs) Okay. So moving on to retinol. Mm -hmm. Um, this is something that, you know, it's, it's a hot topic. People always ask about it. So what is it when should someone use it and your favorite retinol products?
0: Okay. So retinol, is also known as vitamin A. Mm-hmm. You'll see that on the package and it really is the gold standard skincare ingredient. A lot of people use it for anti-aging because it's really incredible at smoothing fine lines and wrinkles, but many people are introduced to it in their teens and twenties because it's also incredible for, um, warding off acne Mm -hmm. and severe acne. And that's how I first started using it when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I did have acne prone skin. So I think you can really look to retinol as like, it's like an exfoliating product product, but what really sets it apart as being like a gold standard is that it's actually, changing how your cells communicate so mm-hmm. it's training your cells to act like younger versions of themselves especially when it comes to anti-aging mm-hmm. so in a deeper level of the skin if you're to use it very consistently you will see that it is fundamentally changing how your
1: skin looks and acts and reacts mm-hmm. because your skin like the cell turnover of your skin starts to slow as you age mm-hmm. so it's basically causing them to it um to it's speed like kick up kick that cell turnover yeah. faster again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is why it is great for fine lines and wrinkles, but it's also good for acne. And mm-hmm. it's also mm-hmm. good for um, again, like if you have discolored spots and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I think the one cautionary thing with retinol and why a lot of people, People get who who wouldn't want to use that? What I just described—it mm-hmm. sounds incredible. Yeah. but the <laughs> problem is, yeah, literally. But you get so excited to use it, then you overdo it, and then your skin—it is a very active ingredient, so your skin can get irritated, red, peeling, flaking. Mm-hmm. So I recommend just tiptoeing into it, like once a week, very thin layer. Mm -hmm. And then build on that as your skin gets an affinity for it and gets
1: used to it. Yeah. Um, You have to use sunscreen as well. And I think that's one of the big things that in my earlier days, I probably wasn't so responsible about that. Um, And so you you can get a lot of irritation and actual flaking. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you're picking at that flaking, that can lead to scarring. So um you really need to that's one thing it's like you actually have to do that that's not just a suggestion totally yeah. <laughs> and like skin they just
0: come out came out with like a 0.03% uh retinol there's a 0.05 so start at like a lower um, concentration, concentration, or even if you go to your dermatologist, you can get a prescription for very little money. Mm -hmm. And I believe one time I got a prescription for a retinol that was like 0.001%. So very low. That's Mm -hmm. what I would recommend to start with. Um, yeah.
2: And when should someone be using it? Is it a morning nighttime, like definitely nighttime. And can you partner it with other acids? Um. There's, there's some, I mean, we're not dermatologists, so yes. we
0: can't say. I would say consult with your germ. I would stay away from using a ton of other exfoliating products, especially when you're getting used to it. So mm-hmm. glycolic acid, maybe, and lactic acid and... There's so many peels on the market. Maybe like hang tight on using those if you're getting, if you're introducing retinol. Um, we did a whole episode with uh, Elizabeth Arden and they introduced these retinol capsules. They were yep. individual. And that's the other thing about retinol. It can be a little bit, when the air hits it, can make it a bit unstable. So these capsules were an interesting way to sort of tiptoe into using it because they were a lower dose. Mm-hmm. and They were pre dose Yes, really. pre dose individuals capsules. Um, so yeah. you can try it try it that way yeah
1: and they had like buffing ingredients yes. around it so it's bound to be less irritating yes mm-hmm. um, but there was some silicone in that product which not everyone loves yeah. mm-hmm. so i um, just something to be aware of totally
2: so what are your favorite retinol products any that stand out
0: Ooh, okay I'll just mention two of them skin yeah, the skinseuticals the they yeah. were just sent to me mm-hmm. and I did try the lower dose one I think that that is fantastic mm-hmm. um I think skin skin in general is mm-hmm. is just amazing, but honestly, the Neutrogena Rapid Wrinkle Repair. I'm going to look up the exact name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, can put it in the show notes. Yeah, they it's a drugstore brand mm-hmm. and it does get you really fast yeah, results for
1: uh, a drugstore product. And I like that they have a fragrance free version as well. Mm-hmm. I, per- I personally don't love a lot of fragrance on my face. Yes. So. yes. I like that as
0: well. They have a rapid, yeah, it's the rapid wrinkle repair line. Mm-hmm. So they have multiple, there's serums and there's oils mm-hmm. and there's the cream, but the the cream I think is the one that is their hero product. Yeah. So you could try that out. Did you try any other ones, Carlene? Um,
1: You know, I haven't used retinol in quite some time. Um, I know you tried, you did the Elizabeth Arden, which we've just mentioned. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the last one, I have not used one in ages before that. We have a good list. It's probably like (laughs) Drunk Elephant, I can't remember. Oh yeah,
0: the Drunk drunk Elephant just launched one as well, which is sitting in my to try pile (laughs) at home, and also uh, Dermalogica has one too, that I've tried, the Overnight Retinol Repair 1%, and -hmm. that comes with a buffing cream, which I think is very smart, and I like that one too.
2: Okay, good to know. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, They're all like $100, just FYI.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, that's why we have a whole range. Cheaper like. than Botox. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so K-Beauty is so hot right now. Mm. And I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it because mm-hmm. what do you think makes it so special? And do you have any specifically favorite brands? Mm-hmm. I just went for a K-Beauty facial last week. Where in Toronto?
0: Yeah, Um, I need to know the details. Well, it was a press event, so we were very lucky. But it's the brand Sulwasu. Am I saying that right, Carly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they are just kind of more expanding into Canada. They Mm -hmm. have a big counter at Nordstrom. um, They're at Holt Renfrew, and they're uh, really the biggest, biggest, most well-known. Korean beauty brand. They have a Mm -hmm. huge flagship Mm -hmm. in, uh, in South Korea and in, um, the heart of the biggest shopping district there. And, um, I think what really sets K beauty apart and why everybody's chasing them is just about the textures Mm -hmm. and the routines. Right. Um, I think glass skin, like so many of the recent trends that we've seen sheet masks, like everything and all of this innovation is coming out of Korea. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I, really like Laneige, which is a sister brand to Sulwhasoo.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah. I love their mm-hmm. lip mask.
0: Yeah. Their lip mask is amazing. They just came out with these lip glowy balms mm-hmm. that I'm obsessed with right now. Um, and I think that, that those are two that have been... Every time I get a Laneige product, I'm like, oh, dual face oil. Like, it's always like some name that I've never heard of before. Like mm-hmm. some type of innovation that really makes me stop and look. Yeah. Um, which... You don't see that type of innovation every mm-hmm. single day. You see a lot of like copycats or iterations on the same type of product idea. Mm-hmm. But I think the K beauty is always about innovation and textures in particular.
1: Yeah, and you like the Glow Recipe too, right? Yeah,
0: I think Glow Recipe is fun too. Like they're they are like an online shop yes. of of and where they're curating all of the the K K-B, cool K beauty brands. Yeah, um, but you know they just launched the. They have that blueberry Water, uh, blueberry bounce cleanser. They yeah. have the watermelon mist that just came out. The pineapple mm-hmm. uh, the sera, serum, yeah. which mm-hmm. is so cool. The avocado sleeping mask. It goes on and on.
1: Yeah. Um, I've, I'm always coming at her because they're so fragranced. Yeah. But I do think they're cute. Like if you can handle it, the watermelon mask yeah. and all that's so cute. Yeah. Um, I've actually been using the Dr. Jart, you know, that line, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been using the, I want to say the name right. Ceramiden cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a moisturizing cream. I've been using it at night. And I think, as the name suggests, it's got ceramides in it. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's got to be what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm moisture um, retention shield yeah um it actually reminds me of Jurlique. like it's very it actually has a really natural scent to it mm-hmm. and it just kind of like layers your face and like it just feels so smooth after i really like that
0: um if that. there's any
1: oily skin people out
0: there yes. like myself um are you familiar with cosrx no do you know it it's no. an amazing k beauty brand um it's pretty widely available now you can get it on like soko glam and probably glow recipe too but it's just it's available widely available and they have this blackhead clearing product that is just next level. I'm gonna Google it so I can get the exact name. Oh yeah, it's called the Cosrx Blackhead Power Liquid.
2: Wow. Yeah,
0: and um, it's just really amazing because it has salicylic acid in it and just extremely effective in clearing out um, your nose and the chin area and controlling sebum rather than it it drawing you out I just yeah. feel like it kind of um, helps minimize shine help mi- minimize the appearance of pores but you don't feel like your skin is stripped
2: I love that yeah. oh my gosh I haven't even heard of that brand and it's really affordable it's 20 bucks yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, well <laughs> there's gonna be a big shopping call after yes, this exactly. interview, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so we just touched on a little bit, um, for example, like glow recipe sleeping masks mm-hmm. and sleeping masks are like a whole thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about them? Like do you feel like they're effective, like and what are some of your favorites?
0: Oh, I, I'm gonna. The one that's my favorite is from Shiseido, but I make I'm googling right now to make sure it is still available. Yeah. Um. To be honest with you, I I think that. You can get away with just a traditional night cream, um, mm-hmm. but I do love the notion of a sleeping
1: mask. Um, the one I think that, it's uh, just probably not yeah. quite right for your skin type, yes, right? Exactly. Because you err on the side of oily. Yeah, exactly. So the idea, I feel like for you, just to be a little bit real here, yes. is like the you know to have you sleep with a thick layer of something <laughs> on your skin. Like I just Doesn't don't see fly. it.
0: This is my this is my favorite though. I just found it. It's the Shiseido Beauty Sleeping Mask from their bookie line and why I like it it's it airs more on the gel side it's a gel mask okay Okay. so you look really dewy when you wake up and you don't feel like you're wearing a thick thick layer yeah precisely to your point
1: I was just trying the fresh rose deep hydration sleeping mask it just came out and it's a double mask so first you put on a gel and Mm -hmm. then you put on a cream over top so it really is meant for dryness and like fine lines and wrinkles the um it's got like a rose at extract in it Mm -hmm. and a lot of hyaluronic acid. Most of them do have hyaluronic acid. Um, but I just found for myself, like, I think again, it was like a little bit too thick. I had Mm -hmm. a little mini breakout on my chin and it takes like, I don't break out very Mm -hmm, often. Right. mm -hmm. So I think that's the thing to be aware of when you're looking at these trends is they're It sounds cool, but they're not necessarily for everyone. Like if I had really dry skin, I would probably just be lapping that up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But sometimes we try things just for the sake of trying things. Mm -hmm, I feel like sometimes it's like, if you have to ask, you probably don't need it. You know what I mean? Like you get that girl who's like, do I need a lash lift? And it's like, I think, you'd know, if you need a lash lift, <laughs> like your, your eyelashes are straight and pointing down, you need a lash lift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If not. And then you get like my friend who's like, I got a lash lift. I didn't notice anything. That's cause you didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it's true. And I mean, I think it's fun to experiment with all of these, but do you need a sleeping mask? Yeah. Not necessarily. If you're going yeah. to spend money, something on something, do the retinol. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, agreed. 100. Like, yeah. I
2: think get your basics right before yes. you dabble in trends mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And, like, I think, yeah, definitely knowing your skin type. Like, that's mm-hmm. such a valuable piece of advice because mm-hmm. I think all the time, like, we're just kind of uh, overloaded with different beauty trends and skincare trends. And I yeah. think it's just so important to be wary of like okay like what would work for my skin absolutely so, yeah I and think, I think that's
0: just you know getting older and as being a beauty being beauty editors we'd get to try so much oh yeah that mm-hmm. eventually you get a bit of a you know you just know what's going to work for you and you have certain brands you know that your skin really loves mm-hmm. and maybe or you're turned off white way- one thing like fragrance or something you're Mm -hmm. just like my skin's not gonna love that so you know what to sort of pick up or you want to get someone's opinion on it you give it to your sister or whatever to
1: uh to try it out yeah you have to because Mm -hmm. I think that's a common thing and we've talked about this before but I can't tell you how many beauty editors I know who have gone to the beauty closet and gone hog wild and then their face just explodes and they're like my face is so fucked up. Like mm-hmm. I have to go to a dermatologist yep. and the dermatologist is like, you need to stop using everything. And all of a sudden products. they're using nothing. They have to do a total detox. Yes. And that happened to me. I was really excited. Like I, I was a young beauty editor and I was like, Oh my God. And I started using these night creams girl. I didn't need a night cream. Mm-hmm. I was getting, I was breaking out because <laughs> yeah. it was for 60 year old women. It's like <laughs> sculpting and firming. And there I am using it because it's a 300 jar uh jar of La Mer or whatever Mm -hmm. guess what not for me yeah Yeah.
2: you know I I interviewed Dr. Dennis Gross and he told me that like product acne Mm -hmm. is so common because we're just so overloaded we want to try everything we're so excited Mm -hmm. we're so excited we're too excited it's like you got (laughs) into the
1: liquor cabinet and you know it's all there for free (laughs) well you still gotta control yourself I mean I'm I'm talking about you know what if you're a YouTuber or a blogger and you Mm -hmm. get sent all these products but Even if you're just like a Vib member and you're like picking up all this stuff, you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta, gotta, you gotta know what works. Reign it, it in. in.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, so beauty bestsellers. Um, what are a few of your favorites? Uh,
0: I think for both of us, uh, and w- what's been one of our more popular episodes to date is the biologic Recherche P50 Lotion. Oh, yes. Um, do you know it? Yes. Yeah. I've listened to your
2: episode. <laughs> I hear it's a cult favorite. Yeah. So
0: it's a cult favorite, and what's it's the signature thing about that product is that it's an exfoliating toner and it smells really bad. Mm-hmm. It smells kind of vinegary. Yes. But the difference between it and a lot of the other toners on the on the market I find is that it really is about balancing the pH on your skin. Mm-hmm. And so it's not stripping at all. It's just truthfully, if you use that product for 30 days, 60 days, very consistent and loyal to it, you will, your skin will be changed. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: absolutely. It's no joke and it has moisturizing ingredients in it as well yeah. and the you know again if you listen to the episode you'll see like there's a lot of medical science behind this yeah. product it ain't vegan no it's not <laughs> it's not um but you know it's old school and it's that thing where like every beauty editor will tell you it's on their top shelf it is legit yeah yeah
2: actually um i i interviewed um the beauty director for Violet Gray a couple mm-hmm. of months ago, and nice. this was one of the products that she talked about as well. So I mean, everybody's uh, going to uh, yeah. drop
1: that one. It's just a cult favorite. It just is because yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really does. um What else, carlene There's so many. Oh my gosh, there are so many. So we are always zeroing in on the on the bestseller um, Beauty Blender, obviously. Beauty yes. Blender again, Classic. another <laughs> one. You know, can't has never been duplicated. Like literally broke the mold yep. when it came along, and you know when we talked to ryan silva about it she was talking about going from like factory to factory with this vision and they were just serving up these sponges and she was like no way uh-uh." and it's all proprietary and as we all know everybody and their brother has come out with one and mm-hmm. it's just none of them are the same yeah as the og beauty blender and it, that's another one where it's like literally you see right away a difference in your skin in terms of how the foundation goes on totally you know you just see that right away and I think we're all about those like instant game changers like that
2: transformation Um, we always
1: Mm -hmm. go back to Botox Mm -hmm. I mean it's a bestseller it really is and it's a game changer Mm -hmm. and um, we interviewed Dr. Carruthers we feel so privileged yeah she was to have sat down with her to talk about um, she developed she was the original person to have developed, um, Botox for cosmetic use and, um, and get that, passed through les- mm-hmm. legislation so yeah and she's a canadian as well
0: and it's a, it's a crazy story go back and listen to the episode yeah, but oh, she's yeah, actually really an right.
1: ophthalmologist
0: not a dermatologist so, no. so she was using it to help stop spasms in some of her ophthalmology patients and then they realized this very smoothing side effect yeah and then an she eye-opening. and yeah and she and her husband started injecting themselves and you know she'll it, experimenting with it And, uh, lo and behold, like all these years later, it's like, it's just a household name now. Yeah. Botox for cosmetic. It really is. And
1: obviously we are not proponents of using it too young. We are not proponents of going crazy with it and using it absolutely everywhere. But Mm -hmm. we do often joke that you can throw out all of your beauty products or not spend a dime on a beauty. Don't even go into a Sephora store and just put all your money in Botox and you're going to be way ahead of the game. It's very true. <laughs>
0: um, And I think the resurfacing mask from Tata Harper, that's another bestseller, yeah. totally worth the money. Yeah, um, I love Tata Harper. And honestly, anything that Anastasia makes, she's wonderful. Her brow products, of course, but the yes. palettes are so worth the money as well. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Yes,
2: all of these things. There's no shortage of bestsellers. Yeah, so yeah. good. Um okay, so luxury beauty products. Mm-hmm. Um I know you guys have probably tried everything under the sun. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so since I asked you for your 3 under 50 skincare favorites, okay. maybe oh. three luxury beauty favorites. Okay. Well, I'm going to say first the Amora Vita Thermal
0: Cleansing Balm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm just looking one. up the uh, the price of it. Mhm it's 135 canadian dollars mm-hmm. and have you ever seen this product before i'm pretty sure
2: i have yeah. i like i saw it in nordstrom the other day yeah
0: it's a black cleansing balm so right mm-hmm. away you see it and you're like what is happening and so it's a solid when you <laughs> look happening? in the jar and you're like what am i gonna is that this, this is a cleanser it's jet black how is this so gonna lovely. work um but you basically it was our first episode ever talking about this product honestly um with um uh, I'm her name is Margaret. Margaret de Heinrich from a That's right. So basically you just, uh, put it all over your skin. Then you use your wet palm. It's, it goes on dry and then you warm up or put water in your hands and then you just like sort of, uh, tap and massage it all over your skin rub it in and then you take it off with a, a muslin cloth or a little face cloth that comes with it it mm-hmm. is heavenly and anybody that I've given that to mm-hmm. to try even mm-hmm. like a small sample becomes obsessed Yeah, and it, it's worth it's like you beauty editors will show empties of it all the time because yeah. Yeah. it's a real hidden gem luxury yeah.
1: good well also um, a good good friend of mine who you know I gave her the uh, overnight peel yes. from a Moraviza which is relatively new I think it came out last year yes mm-hmm. she's obsessed Sass. Yeah. So this is when like you know we get people coming back to us and they're just like thanks a lot for giving me that product because now I have to pay (laughs) for it and keep (laughs) buying it and I can't remember how much it is but it's like pricey AF um and the same friend of mine she's so she's my best friend and so I got her on to clay depot I'm going to talk about that one again but the original concealer which um you know since I was a baby beauty editor makeup artist we're always talking about that concealer have Mm, you tried it I have not okay it's like 90 dollars time to try try it and it's kind of uh it kind of reminds me of like bobby brown's old foundation stick like it comes in a stick Mm -hmm. and it's quite thick um and lasts forever it last it honestly does last forever Mm -hmm. and it's worth every penny like it just covers Mm -hmm. everything it just has that high coverage without Mm -hmm. looking fake like oh my god i can see there's concealer on your face and when somebody tries it they're sold for life they're just They're done, done Mm -hmm. for life. That's the concealer you're going to use until the day that you die. (laughs) Um, And it's expensive, but so worth it. And then I'm also a huge fan. I didn't really say this earlier, but of essences Mm -hmm. for your face. I personally prefer them to serums. Mm -hmm. It's just a texture thing. It feels more like water. I don't like a lot of layering. I think that comes from the days when I used to have a lot of um, adult acne, Mm -hmm. hormonal acne, and a lot of oil in my T-zone, and I just can't do it. So I don't, I don't enjoy a lot of layers, and I find that toners just feel like water when they go on. But the ones that I like tend to be Japanese. Like I really like Shiseido, Clay Poe that I mentioned, and also SK2. And we actually have a Japanese beauty episode coming up. So we're going to be going deep on all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, the first one I ever tried was from SK2. And the difference between those essences and toners that some of us grew up with, um, those tended to be more like antiseptics that would strip your skin. Mm -hmm. And these again, have moisturizing agents in them. And they're all about bringing that pH balance, but also delivering hydration. And because Mm -hmm. they are thinner, they can go deeper down into your pores Mm -hmm. and kind of deliver that hydration from within more than like thicker moisturizers Yeah. I think in the
0: Western world, we look at toners almost like another cleansing step. Yeah. Exfoliating. Whereas in the Eastern, the Eastern philosophy is like, it's your first hydration step. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so it's a lot, healthier for your skin to yeah, just well get more hydration
2: k-beauty they mm-hmm. like slap on yes. toner which is just yeah. such a different way from like how we operate on yes. this side yeah. of the world so yeah. that's I think what it's i do amazing. too yeah. i would
1: never waste it on a cotton pad i pour it into my palm and then i kind of pat it and then i put it on like that and um i use an essence every single day and those brands that i mentioned so they do tend to be pretty pricey like mm-hmm. you're going to pay you know, 80 to to $100 for an essence. Of course, there are a lot of brands that have essences now, but I don't Mm -hmm. think they're all the same. Some of them I do put on and I just feel like they're not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. These other ones, I like to say they're like softening. I feel like my skin has a softening effect. Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel like these essences Mm -hmm. have a softening effect. And I think that's the magic. That's the key. Yeah. Right. At least for my skin type. Yeah, love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and one brand that I have not tried, but yes. apparently it's extremely worth it, mm-hmm. is May Lindstrom. Mm. Yeah, all natural. Oh my
2: gosh, I keep hearing over mm-hmm. and over again, like everyone raves about her products. Yes. Um, again, like I was speaking to the beauty director at Violet Gray, and she yes. was talking about like some the like blue the, stuff. Yes, the, the blue, blue cocoon. stuff, the cocoon, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's, the that's one. on my hit list to try. I
1: actually have. I'm gonna bring it to you, Jill, because I got a little tiny sample from the Detox Market. Right. And I put it on and I was just like... "I." It was a little sample, so I couldn't read the directions. I, sh- I should probably just Google it, <laughs> but I was like... I don't know that I fully get it and we <laughs> want her on the mic so badly I need I need explanation I need instructions yes. I need it all but I know people are are obsessed it reminds me of the old Aveda remember the blue oil mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that smell and stuff that vibe yeah
0: all of her products are like artisanal handcrafted so yeah, it, we so are cool. we, and her packaging is beautiful come yeah. to yeah. us May. come yeah, to May us so there's so many luxury goods so little time yeah mm-hmm. I mean these are
2: these are all great recommendations <laughs> okay so that was my last question so before we wrap tell everyone where they can find you okay so you guys can find us
0: on instagram at breaking beauty podcast um we're also breakingbeautypodcast.com and we have our blog on there and we review like everything that we talk about in our episodes we upload to our blog as well mm-hmm. and find us on apple Podcasts, spotify if you want to subscribe write us a review give us a couple stars we're all about that
2: <laughs> That's amazing fine. thank you so much guys thank you thank you, thank you.